0: I just got back from Haiti this past week, Thursday night, I, I was in Haiti all week, and landed in Miami uh, at the airport at 7.30 on Thursday night, and came to a different America than I left. <laughs> I, was, I was very shocked as to everything that was going on in our country, and, and so I had planned and prepared to do a message this weekend uh, in our second part of this series called, Who Am I When I Failed? And I was going to talk about how to walk through failure and how do we navigate through failure. Um, But then God said, no, you're not. Um, We're going to change this. And so literally from the flight from Miami to New Orleans, um, God began to speak to me about this message right here. And by the time I landed in New Orleans, I had it written. I was uh, ready to talk on. And this is what we're going to talk today on, a message I'm calling I'm Not Afraid. I'm not afraid, and just seeing everything that's going on around us, there is a lot of fear, there's a lot of things that are, that are happening, but I, I think we're in an incredible series right now, actually, to talk about this, uh, to talk about what does it mean as, as men and women of God, who am I, we've been asked this question, who am I? When fear is present, when it's all around us and there is fear. Now, we did not, as you noticed when you walked in here, we did not hand out message notes. Uh, we wanted to make sure just to, to keep that. But we did put all of the notes on the Bible app. If you have the UVersion Bible app, you can go ahead and pull your phone out now. You can pull it out and go to Version, and uh, you click the More tab. It's in the bottom right-hand corner. And then click the Events tab. Um, and you'll see our Savior's Church Jennings are these notes right there on there. You can take it right there on your phone. Or, listen, hey, if you're old school, come on, somebody, just pen and paper. Just get your own, all right? So uh, we're going to dive in today to, to this message. We are definitely facing kind of just global pandemic of everything that's going on. Um, but, hey, in the midst of everything that's crazy, I think it's fun just to kind of laugh and all that stuff. It was funny because when I, when I heard about... This kind of coronavirus, weeks ago or whenever this all started, I'd read a report that said, this is, this is, this is no lie, that there were millions of people that stopped drinking Corona beer because <laughs> they thought they would get contracted Corona. Uh, uh, I saw a little meme that came across the other day that said Corona is changing their name to Ebola. Um, that's what they're going to name it now. And then uh, Lindsey sent me this photo yesterday in the midst of everything that's going on with Walmart. This is, uh, this, is, this is the toilet paper roll right here. So just, hey, one ply, all right? Hopefully that's a three ply right there. I know, that I'll help you out. Hey, I just want to let you know, listen, if you, if you don't have toilet paper, we got plenty for you, okay? So you can come to church, walk out, be encouraged, and with toilet paper if you need it. Come on, we are hooked up. All right, I just want to let you know, if you need any, joking but not joking. Like if you really need some, we will... We will take care of you. There's this massive, wide panic, of course, that's happening, and uh, you, you see it all over. There's, 100, I think, a little over 140,000, and that number kind of constantly goes up uh, as almost by the hour, um, over 5,000 deaths. We know just this past week, if you heard, just past week, Louisiana had its first death um, by this And so there's a lot that's happening right now. Our, you know, nations are getting shut down. Um, Schools are getting shut down. Come on, I'm gonna just tell you right now. My kids love John Bell Edwards right now. They absolutely love him. They're on the Edwards train Uh, now. My wife is not. Um, Come on, any moms in here? You're like, no, no. What are we gonna do? So, anyways, there. There's a lot that's happening. Uh, You know, when when I saw all the sports stuff starting to shut down and. Everything that's happening there, and this is going to, of course, impact our community, uh, but also impact our, our government and impact even financially. There's a lot of that that's happening. We really do, in all seriousness, we do really need to pray because it's going it's to be something that we're walking through for a little while. And the world is, of course, in panic, and the world's in fear, but I know this, that when there's a virus, there's a crisis, and when there's a crisis, there's an opportunity for the church to rise up. And I am so excited that in this moment that the church gets to rise up because how many know we got the answer? We got the answer to all of this. Uh, The gospel's gonna go forth, the church is gonna rise. When floods hit, when natural disasters hit, how many know our church responded, we rose to the challenge? That seems to happen all around the nation and around the world that when natural disasters and things that begin to happen, come on, how many know when the days get darker, church gets brighter? And so I, I, I am thoroughly encouraged by all that God is going to do through this and, and continue to pray. I'm thankful that we have a president that declared today as National Day of Prayer um, for our nation. Come on, somebody. I'm glad. Thankful for that and so I, I want to I start today and, and just talk a little bit about kind of how this virus is even working If, if you know anything about this virus that they believe it started from bats and then went to other man- animals and then eventually went to um, went to to people and you got the whole China stuff that ended up happening and then of course it, it spread and And the way that it works is it gets into your system, and when it gets into your system, it starts shutting things down. You you have a hard time breathing. People that have heart issues, um, elderly, uh, are all all, um, more prone to these things. Um, And and it's really small. Now watch this. It's really small, and it's invisible, but it spreads fast. It spreads fast. Um, That's what a virus does, and it sucks the life out of you. I think fear does the same thing. It's small. It's invisible. It, it, it comes in, and it sucks the life out of you. Yeah. This is what fear does. We're seeing it all over our country right now in so many different ways. And so fear, just like the virus, is contagious, fear is contagious. And just like the virus spreads quickly, fear spreads quickly. We, we see this. But, but I want to encourage you with this. Fear and faith are both contagious, though. Fear and faith are both contagious, and you need to understand that. And so today, I want to share with you um, just how do we respond? Who are we as Christians, as followers of Christ, as the church? How do we respond in the midst of kind of pandemonium and chaos? What do we do, and how do we stay as people of peace in the midst of all this that's going on. So I want to share a, a, a quick moment with you of the disciples when they were in a panicked moment. Now, all throughout Scripture, you're going to see men and women that struggled with fear, that had fearful moments. But I want to pick one moment. This is a story of when the disciples are on their way in a boat across to the other side. Jesus is in their boat with them. They, they come uh, into the, uh, a major storm that starts happening and uh, so, so ferocious that they think, they think they're going to die. I mean, they are freaking out. And uh, they, the, Jesus is asleep. He's asleep on the boat. And they come to him and they wake Jesus up. And this is what they say. Don't you care? Don't you care? We're all going to die. And I think that same thing is what a lot of people are saying right now. God, don't you care? We're all going to die. And I want you to see the response that Jesus has to these guys. And I believe this is a response that Jesus gives to all of us today. And he says this, but Jesus reprimanded them, and he said this. Everybody help me with this. Why are you Come on, 930, 8 a.m. Do better than y'all. Come on, why are you gripped with fear? Now watch this. Now he's going to turn it, and he's going to say, where is your faith? Where's your faith? And then he stood up. And he rebuked the storm, and he said, be still. And instantly, it became perfectly calm. This is exactly what fear does. Go back to the first verse. This is exactly, this is a great description of what fear does. They were gripped with fear. Fear grips. Fear holds. How many know fear doesn't want to let go? Fear chokes out. Fear strangles. This is what fear does in our lives, and for many of us, uh, that, that is what fear does. Fear, we, we, we're afraid of something that can hurt us. Uh, I think, though, a lot of fear is based out of we're afraid because things are outside of our control. Yes, yes. Anything that's outside of your control, you're afraid of. Anybody sent your kids, when they first started driving, off on their own? Yeah. Uh, there, there's, it's, it's no control. I was telling you, my son's starting to drive now. Yesterday he drove me. I, I was driving for him, and I didn't even have a steering wheel, you know? <laughs> I was, I was hitting the brake. Hitting the because <laughs> outside of my control, I can't do anything. I, it, it's beyond my control. And so what we do is we, we try to grasp for a way to feel control, control again. So hurry up and run to Walmart and buy all the toilet paper. We, we, just, we go into these obscene things where we try to keep some kind of control of what's going on. But how many know you're not as in control as you think you are? You're just not. You're not as in control as you think you are. And, and in this moment, these guys were in their boat, gripped with fear, and it's almost like Jesus stood up and just said, hey, guys, be still. Just calm down. Ready? I got this. Like, they forgot who was in the boat with them. I got this. Everybody say, God's got this. God's got this. Come on, say it again. Say, God's got, this. God's got this. And everything that we're walking through right now, can I just encourage you? God's got this. Yeah. It did not take him by surprise however much it took you by surprise, and me by surprise. It did not take God by surprise. God has got this. God is in this place. He's, I, I was, when I was in Haiti this week, you know, we, we were told, you know, when, when we were going there, hey, you know, Haiti is a third world country. Where we're going is, you know, pretty safe, but there are opportunities, you know, for things to happen. I mean, you're in a third world country, and so on our way back to the airport to, to fly back home, we were rushing as fast as we could, which, by the way, if you think I drive bad, go to Haiti, okay? I just want to let you know right now. I was in the back seat going, I love this driving. I mean, this guy's swerving around and all this stuff. He's crazy, and we get to about an hour outside the airport, and everything comes to a complete halt, and we don't know. We can't see what's, what's going on ahead of us, and so we have a Haitian driver and a, and a Haitian pastor that are in the front seat. And then there's Pastor Jamie, our Eunice campus pastor, myself, and Pastor Todd, who pastors at Church of the King. So I am like, I'm like a pig in a blanket in the middle between these two guys. Okay? It's just, and, and so we're crammed in this like, little frontier, Nissan frontier. Um, and, and the two guys get out, and they go walk down. And literally, as soon as they walk down... Um, we don't see them. All these motorcycles drive up right next to us. Now, we've got our windows down because there's no AC in our vehicle, and all these guys are looking into our vehicle. Man, just, just a bunch of whiteys. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now, there was a little grip of panic <laughs> because I've heard stories um, from kidnappings to you know them stealing things and so 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 Todd's right next to me and Todd's like y'all see any weapons around here can we use like weapons (laughs) I'm like yeah I got a weapon I got Jamie beside me I'm holding him like a three-year-old you know just protect me mama and so he's and so there's a little fear so I was good until Todd started going no really seriously guys we don't want to make fun of and I'm like bro you serious like I'm the smallest out of all of us. I mean, if they're taking anybody, it's me. <laughs> I'm, they're taking me. And so I, um, finally the guys come back, and, and so we're like, what's going on? And, and the Haitian pastor couldn't speak English. He was our translator. So he's like, they have a standoff that's going <laughs> ahead of us and some of the local gangs had parked an 18-wheeler in front of, the, in front of the, the street, and then they had put a bunch of stuff in front of the street so no one can pass it. We're like, are we going to be able to pass? He's like, I don't know, and surely about 20 minutes down the road, they finally were able to start moving, and I took a picture. I want to show you. This is what it was right here. Yeah, burned tires and boulders and all the stuff. They, moved the, they had an 18-wheeler in front of this. They moved it all out. And when we pulled up, they had a police guy with a big old gun uh, there. And as we're driving off, we hear, Doof, doo, doo. I'm like, go, just go. <laughs> I mean, I want to meet Jesus, but not now. I just want to get home. Just want to get home. But it was just this moment of being gripped with fear. And then I was reminded of this and here's, here's what I was reminded of. What we fear the most reveals where we trust God the least. What we fear the most is often where we trust God the least. You know that the, the greatest command that is repeated constantly throughout the scriptures, more than any other command in the Bible, is to do not fear. Do not fear. Let me, let me show you one instance of this. Where David writes of this in Psalm 78, he says, For they turned away from faith and they walked away in. They walked away in fear, and they failed, watch this, to trust in his power to help them when he was near. John 14 27 says, Peace, I leave with you my peace, I give you. I don't give to you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled do not be afraid do not be afraid so I know for many of us maybe you probably ran to Walmart this week or wherever and and just tried to stock up as much stuff as you could for whatever is to come but for where we're heading and where we're going I just want you to know there's nothing you can buy at Walmart that can buy you peace There's nothing that you can buy at a store that can give you the victory over the virus of fear. It's invisible, it spreads quickly, and it'll suck the life out of you. But it won't if you have the four things I'm about to share with you. These four things are so critical and crucial for in this season and in this moment as Christians and as the church for us to have victory over the virus of fear. So let's take some notes. Let me give you the first one. Number one, you need the Spirit of God. You need the Spirit of God. Now, if you see all throughout Scripture, men and women struggled with fear. And one of them was a guy named Timothy. Timothy was a young pastor. His uh, spiritual father, Paul, had planted him to pastor churches in different regions. And Paul was struggling with the fear of man and struggling with the fear of what people thought about him. And so Timothy writes him a letter, and he says this verse in 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. Timothy For God will never give you the what? The spirit of fear. God will never give you the spirit of fear. Now notice that fear is a spirit. Spirit. But also there's another spirit in this verse. But the Holy Spirit will give you, ready, watch this, mighty power, power, love, love, and self-control. The Holy Spirit will give you mighty power and love and self-control. That that fear is the spirit. It's not of God. Fear is not of God. But what is of God is mighty power, love, self-control. And how many of you know whatever you're filled with is what you will spill off on everybody else? Whatever you're filled with will spill off on everybody else. And so the Holy Spirit gives us power power to make decisions, power to rise above everything that's going on around us, power to, to, um, to face things when we're weak, when we're, when we're lacking. He gives us power, He gives us love. How many know right now more than ever we need to be tapping into love, loving people, loving, loving, uh, loving our neighbors well, loving families well, loving what's going on. And how many know right now more than anything we need self control. Like self-control not to post things that we shouldn't be posting. Self-control not to say things that we shouldn't be saying. There's, we should be in a season where we're giving a lot of grace to people. And the Holy Spirit gives us this. And this is what the Spirit of God. Come on, how know. We need the Spirit of God to walk with us through this. Number two, you need the fear of God. The fear of God. Now watch this. You defeat fear with a greater fear. Watch this. You defeat fear with a greater fear. The fear of God is not, by the way, the, let, me, let me just make sure I explain this really well. The fear of God is not like I'm scared of God, like, oh, my God, like he's going to strike me down. That is not the fear of God. It reminds me of a story of a mom who had two sons, and they were like utter rebellion. I mean, these boys were always getting in trouble at school. She was always getting called to the principal's office. They were always getting in trouble at home. And so she had enough with it. And she went to her pastor and said, Pastor, I need help with my boys. Would you meet with my boys? I want you to instill the fear of God in them that they will never do a rebellious thing again. And the pastor was like, I would love to. He said, "And I want you to invite them over to the church at my office, and I want to meet with them one by one. She said, not a problem. So she gets her boys in the middle of the week, picks them up at school, and they're not on their way home. They're on the way to the church. And so, Mom, what are we going to the church? Shut up and listen. <laughs> We're going to church. Pastor wants to meet with you. About what? You'll find out. So she calls the first, the, calls the first boy in. He's about nine years old. He's the youngest of the, of the, of the brothers. And his son, sit down in the chair. He sits down in the chair, and he says, he looks at the son. He says, son, where is God? The little boy looks at him, and he's like, he's not saying anything. He's just kind of shaking his head. So he looks at him again. He says, son, I asked you a question, where is God? At this point, he's like getting nervous. He's like, I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't He said, son, and he, now he's getting more bold. Where is God? And all of a sudden, the boy jumps up out of his seat and runs out of the, runs out of the room, and he runs over to his brother that's sitting on the pew in the sanctuary, and he says, he says, brother, 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 listen, listen. And he's like panicking. His brother's like, what's going on? He said, the pastor said that God is missing, and he thinks we have something to do with it. That's funny, I don't, that's, that's hilarious. Let me show you what the fear of God really is, okay? The fear of God is this, loving God plus respecting God equals fearing God. Loving God plus respecting God equals the fear of God. Meaning, I, I love that we serve a God who is merciful and forgiving, but how many know that I also respect that he is a God of rules, he does have boundaries that he wants to do, and he is a God of justice. How I many you know, like, when there is sin, there also needs to be punishment for sin? Yes. And if you don't believe that, let someone break into your home and do something to your children. I promise you, you'll go to the judge and want to make sure that that person stays behind bars the rest of their life. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. So you believe in justice. Here's the deal we don't want justice for ourselves, though. We want mercy. Right. Well, I'm sorry, you get a God who is mercy and justice, yeah. you get a God who is graceful. Hey, ready? He's full of grace. But he's also full of truth. Yes. and Most of us want Jesus to be our homeboy. We don't want Jesus to be our Lord. Yes. And fearing God is when I say I love God for who he is and for, for who he is in my life, but I also respect God, that he is an eternal fire, that, that he has all power and he's all-knowing. And, and so there's a healthy reverence for the Lord in that my obedience to him is, is he knows me the most, but he still loves me the most, and so I, I give my most to him. And so Proverbs tells us this. Watch, when it comes to this virus of fear, Proverbs says it this way. Watch. Fear of the Lord... Leads to, everybody help me, leads to life and it brings security and protection protection from harm. Hey, ready? These are all the three things that everybody wants right now. Nobody wants to die. Everybody is super insecure of what's going on, they would just love some security. And everybody wants protection from what's happening. And the only way that you get that is through the fear of God, the fear of the Lord. See, because the, the, the spirit of fear brings loss, but the fear of the Lord brings life. The, the spirit of fear brings stress, but the fear of the Lord brings security. The, the, the fear of, of this virus brings uh, panic, but the fear of the Lord brings protection. And so when you fear God, you stop fearing everything else. There's a, a story of when, in the Old Testament, if y'all know the story of when God was delivering, trying to deliver the children of, Egypt out, uh, children of Israel out of Egypt, and Moses was there, and Pharaoh was not letting them go, and so God sends plagues to try to get them to deliver. Well, there's 10 plagues that happen. After every single one of them, he says, I'll, deli- I'll, I'll let them go, and then he says, nope. I'll let them go, nope. And so God sends different ones. And the last one is where we get the one where the... The death angel is going to pass over and all of the firstborns are going to pass away. But he says this. He says, Moses hears from the Lord and God tells Moses, tell all of the children of Israel though to take a lamb, to slaughter the lamb and to take the blood from those lambs and watch, watch what it says. Exodus chapter two, I have it for you. Put the blood on the doorpost and it'll serve as a sign marking that the houses where you are are staying. Now watch this. And when I see the what? When I see the blood, I'm going to to pass over you and this plague of death will will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. This is the very first Passover. When we take communion communion was, this was a foreshadowing of what we we do when we take communion, when we talk about the blood and the body of Christ, that this was a foreshadowing of what Jesus would do when he would come and he would give his life for us, that he was the lamb of God that was born on the on the post of a cross, and because of that, come on, how many thankful because of that, our sins have been forgiven, wiped clean, we are covered, protected. This is what the blood is. How many of y'all grew up in a Christian home, and they would say, you just need to plead the blood? Anybody grew up in that? You're like, plead what? What are we talking about? You need to plead the blood, plead the blood, plead the blood. This is what they're speaking of, is this story and this thing. Now, I want to Fast forward to Revelations chapter 12, because I'm going to tell you why this is so important when it comes to the fear of God. Watch what Revelations chapter uh, 12 says. It says, for the accuser of our brothers and sisters, speaking of the devil, our enemy, who relentlessly accuses them, what? Day Day and night before our God, has now been defeated, and he's cast out once and for all. The enemy loves to relentlessly accuse you and I day and night, day and night, day and night. This is, this is what he does in our lives. The accuser never stops. All right, so let me, let me, let me, let me show you how this kind of plays out. Um, but come here. Yep, come here. Yep, come on. Come on, come on. Gavin, Gavin, come on. I want to show you. Come on, come on, come on. Y'all give him a hand. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. All right. Okay, now I, w- I want to show you how, how this plays out. Okay, so this is going, this is going to represent you, okay, as a, as a Christian. All right. Gavin's going to represent the devil. Okay, this is the enemy here because he's all swole like the devil. And so, um, all right, so this is what I, I want you to see. So the, this verse says is that the enemy accuses you... Oh. Yep, Stay Stay on your mark, son. Okay, all right. So accuses you day and night. Now, this is what I want you to do. Gavin, I want you to just walk around him, and I want you just to be pointing at him, okay? Just be pointing at him. Just be pointing at him. And he just just accuses him day and night. You're not good enough. You're way too tall. (laughs) God can't use you. If people knew what was going on, people knew your thoughts... I mean, just just constantly accusing. Anybody heard this before? Just constantly. Just every day, you wake up, you just hear it, you just hear it, you just hear it, you just hear it. This is what this verse tells us, that the enemy is constantly accusing, constantly pointing out all your deficiencies, constantly pointing out all of your weaknesses. All right, now watch what the rest of this verse says, okay? And it says, watch this, they conquered him completely, watch this, through the blood of the lamb and the powerful what? Word of his testimony and they triumphed because, watch this, because they did not love and cling to their own lives even when faced death. So watch this. This is what happens. The Bible how I many know? None of us would be here without the blood. None of us would be here without the blood of Christ. The enemy is constantly, constantly pointing his finger and accusing, and so what ends up happening is the Bible says is that Jesus steps in, and now the blood of Jesus now actually begins to protect you. Keep, go- keep walking. Let's see what you got. Come on. All right, let's go. This is a, let's go. I will jujitsu you any day. All right. Y'all don't know. He's a jujitsu player. Okay, so he, keep going. And so what ends up happening is every time he says you're not good enough, then the, the blood just stands there and goes, no, he's more than enough. Oh, your sins, man. I can't believe what all they've done. Nope. This is, sins have paid for it all. He's, all. he's paid in full. This is what he does. And so every time, this is, what, this is what the enemy does. This is what the enemy does, but this is what the blood of Christ does. And it says, now watch this, though, that we also defeated him not only with the blood, but we also defeated him with the word of his testimony. Yeah. So when he begins to declare that Jesus is Lord and that Jesus has saved and Jesus is forgiven and Jesus is more than enough and Jesus is his trust, come on, how I many you know, all of a sudden the enemy, enemy goes, I can't, I can't do this anymore. What you got? <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Love y'all, appreciate you. I'm gonna go wipe my hands later, okay. Now watch this, watch this. It's time for us as a church to plead the blood of Jesus over our life, over our marriage, over our family, over our health, over our, our workplaces, over our, over our homes. Hey, right, ready? The enemy has no authority in this place. And he has, ready? He, and, he, and he should have no authority in your home and in your marriage and in your family. He, he has no authority over any of those in our life. I love Hillsong has a, has a show called, not, I mean, not a show, a song called Not Today, If any of y'all have heard this song, you can go look it up. And I love this line. Here's a line in this song. It says, fear is just a liar running out of breath. I'm standing on Jesus' name, so let the devil know not today. Let the devil know not today. Number three, you need the word of God. So we need the spirit of God and we need the fear of God, but we also need the word of God. Romans 10, 17 says this, so then faith which is what we all want, comes by what? It comes by hearing. And hearing by the? Okay, so watch this, watch. Faith comes by hearing. Do you want to know how fear comes? By hearing. You can get the same virus of faith and you can get the same virus of fear the same way, both by hearing. And so this is why it's so, so, so important that right now, come on, m- many of us now are, are staying tuned in to news and social media and trying to get as much news as we can to find out re- what's going on. But how many know, when you're listening to all of that all day long, how many know, you're going to be fearful, panicked, worried. Y'all, y'all with me? It's just going to consume you so much. This, when we come into this place, Isaiah says it this way. Watch, Isaiah says, you will keep him in perfect peace. All who trust in you. Now watch this. Here's the key. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. Ready? All whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord always for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Here we go. Your fear and your faith are both fueled by your focus. Your fear and your faith are both fueled by your focus. You need to begin to just speak God's word over your life, over this situation, over your family, over everything that's going on. And I can tell you one of the greatest ways to do that, listen to me, one of the greatest ways to do that is just to begin to put on worship music in your house. All right, listen, your house has been flooded with the news. It's time to cut that stuff off. Just turn up worship music. Let the truth of God's word just begin to change. I'm telling you, watch this. It changes the atmosphere. It's the whole reason why why we do praise and worship. It changes the focus. It changes the atmosphere of everything that goes on. Man, when I'm walking through stuff, I'll crank it up. I'll be the loudest person on the street. If you're in my truck, you can be like, what is he listening to? I mean, it's loud. I love it loud. That's just how I live my life. But it's just, I almost have it loud just to drown out everything else that's going on. Everything else that's going on. And so, man, just just begin to singing things. You know, I'm going to see a victory. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's raised. Come on. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing can wash away my sins. Nothing can make me whole again. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We begin to declare these things. And I'm going to tell you, you have to watch what's coming out of your mouth because what you're saying, you're hearing. And faith comes by hearing. And fear comes by hearing. So we have to be mindful of what we're listening to in this, in, in, in this time. Number four, the love of God. The love of God. So I need the spirit of God, I need the fear of God, I need the word of God, and I desperately need the love of God. By the way, as I said earlier, you cannot buy any of these at any store. You, you, you've got to have these, you've got to guard these. These are, these are things that God gives us. In 1 John chapter 4 verse 18 says, there is no fear in love. Now watch this. But perfect love casts out all fear. Now remember, we just read a verse in Isaiah that said perfect peace. Now we're reading about perfect love. And here's, here's what you need to know. You can't get perfect peace or perfect love from any other person because we're all imperfect. Felt like I was about to rap there or something. I mean, I was was getting there. Ready? The only reason God can give it to you is because he's perfect, and he can give perfect peace, and he can give perfect love to you. And when you are perfected by his love, the Bible says fear has to be driven out. You know, none of my kids woke up this morning wondering if they were going to eat. None of them. None of them are, are, are consumed or concerned with, is the house going to be paid for? Is there going to be electricity? None of that. Why? Because they have perfect trust in me as a father. Now, I'm going to let them down at some point. I have already in many ways. But, but as a father, because they trust me as their dad, there's no fear. There's no fear. And this tells us that God's perfect love casts out fear. Fear. Well, I think God's love is perfect in two ways. Here's why I think God's love is perfect. One, in in its intensity. God's intensely in love with you and I. He could not love you any more than he does right now. He loves you so much. You matter to him. And number two is in his security. He will never leave. He will never forsake you. He's always with you. God's love is constantly there. You go read Romans 8 and it talks about what can separate us from the love of God. No height, no death. No, I mean, nothing can separate us from his love. His love is constantly there for us. And so uh, what does all that mean for us, though? I want to share with you why that's so important. Because if God's love is perfect, I don't need my circumstances to be. I'll say that again. If God's love is perfect... I don't need my circumstances to be. Meaning that even if there's a threat of a virus or there's a threat of something happening in my life, it does not shake me because God's love is with me. God is for me. God is working. God is always gonna be working. God wants what's best for me. If God takes care of the birds of the field, he'll take care of me. Like God loves me. He wants what's best for me. How many of you would do anything you can to take care of your children? Just show of hands in here. The rest of you, you're still thinking about it. What's going on? Was it a, it's one of those Sundays you're like, I'm going to kill you. On the, you're going to die before you get to church, all right? You're going to church one way or the other. That God's love is perfect, and I don't need my circumstances to be. I want to read Psalms 91, and then I'm going to invite our worship team actually to come up. Psalms 91, verses 9 through 11, it, it says this. It says, when we live our lives within the shadow of God most high, our secret hiding place we will always be shielded from harm. Now watch, watch this next verse. How then could evil prevail against us or, everybody read this with me, or, or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, especially if you're riding with any of those Haitian pastors that are driving. Watch this. Defending you from all harm. Here's, here's the last thing I want to leave with you. It's not that I no longer have fear. It's that fear no longer has me. It's that fear no longer has me. Listen, you're going to you're battle fear. It's it may get worse before it gets better. Now we're believing and standing and trusting that the Lord is canceling the assignment of this virus but I'm just letting you know as your pastor it may get worse and if tomorrow there's a decree of something that seems even more panicky I just need you to know that even though there may be fear fear does not have to have you God has you and ready watch this When things are outside of my control, I am reminded that I don't need to know how the future is. I don't need to know what's going on because I know who controls the future. I know that he's with me. I know that he loves me. I know that he wants to protect me. I know that no matter what comes into my life, he's working it out for good. I have drilled that into my heart and into my life. And when everything around me wants to get emotional, and I want to get emotional, and I want that pain virus of fear kind of starts creeping up and intensifying in my life man I I remind myself I have the spirit of God that lives inside of me God I fear you more than I fear anything else I fear God more than I fear a virus I'm so thankful for the word and the power and the promises of God's truth that I speak and declare over my life and over my family over this church over our community and over our nation and world and at the end of the day I just know that God loves me if God's love is perfect my circumstances don't have to be. So I, I wanted to end this service today. We're, we're we're gonna we're gonna do something a little bit differently, and that is um, we're not gonna pass buckets and stuff for tithing offering in just a minute. Like our ushers will be at the back with buckets. If you if you wanna give today, um, you can just drop it in the offering bucket on the way out. I didn't want to end that way today. I wanted to end with us just receiving what all God has for us. I wanted to end with worship. But before I do that, I want to share one last story. So yesterday I was cleaning, cleaning out my shop. Um, my, I, I hadn't cleaned out my shop in five years. There's was just tons of stuff that was in there I was needing to chunk and throw. So all day I was sweeping and blowing and sweeping and blowing and dirt everywhere and it's filling the air and all that stuff. And so I, um, at the end of the day, I was so ready for one thing. Do you know what it was? A shower. Exactly right. So Lindsay was like, listen, before you get in this house, you strip down. You know, you strip everything down. You're not bringing any of that stuff in my. I'm like, I'll strip for you. Okay, that's fine. Let's, let's go. But it wasn't that. I, I was de- depressed after that. But no, I'm joking. So, so I, I get in the shower, and uh, like I could see on my legs, like it was like pretty, pretty brown and stuff. But I get into the shower, and as the shower kicks on, the whole tub just fills with brown, just brown nastiness and I was like oh my word like it was just oozing just kind of off of my body like my hair and then it's falling out of my hair and back and just everywhere um, and then after all that was said and done because there was so much dust I did a nasal rinse like a, y'all know what I'm saying like is this is this TMI I'm sorry if it is okay I, I had to clean all this out so I was squirting things everywhere you know trying to clear out everything and I'm glad I did and I was just thinking about that I woke up this morning and it was the Lord was just telling me there's so many people that are walking into church today and they're like that they're just covered they don't even realize how covered they are and then as they just get into the presence of the Lord the Lord's just going to begin to melt and wash all of that stuff out and then as they hear the word of God it's going to begin to refresh and cleanse the stuff that's within so if you need that I want you to stand That's you just right there. I want you just to stand. I want you just to lift your hands. God, today we declare this. We declare this truth. We declare it over our hearts and our minds that you are the God of perfect peace. You are the God of perfect love That all whose minds and thoughts are fixed on you. We trust you today. God, we thank you that you've got this. You've got this. So we walk out of this place encouraged, and whatever we're walking through, whether it's a physical illness, whether it's something emotional or financial or relational, God, whatever it is that every person that has walked in here with, that got spiritually all over them, it's just been all over them, that today, because of your presence, you've just begun to wash them clean. But God, I pray now that you have washed us, fill us again, fill us with your Spirit. Holy Spirit, we desperately need you in this moment. We need you. God, we love you. Thank you, God, for how much you've loved us. Today, God, I declare a blessing over your people. I declare that you would protect them. I declare that you would give them security. I declare life. God, I pray, Lord, that as they they go back to their homes and their friends and their families and their jobs... God, that you would give them faith and that their faith would be contagious to all those that they touch around them. God, make us contagious. God, may what happens in this room and beyond, God, may may it impact those around us. God, may the church shine bright that in this moment, you are calling us to revival. Revive our hearts, O Lord. Create in us pure hearts. Speak. May your voice be louder than any other voice that we hear this week. We love you. We love you in Jesus name. And everyone said, amen, amen. come on, can we love Jesus just one more time?